guys, it's Shelly with Emerge Marketing Solutions. We are halfway through our Lenten journey. Are you feeling the call? Do you hear or see the plans God has for you? Are you trusting in your faith and allowing yourself to develop that deeper connection with God? These are difficult times that we face right now, but have comfort in knowing that God is always with us. He has greater plans than you could ever imagine. I encourage you to persevere and continue on this journey and you will emerge strengthened. Good morning, everyone. Today is the fourth Sunday in Lent. Can you believe we've already made it to the fourth Sunday? I sure can't. It's amazing how fast that this has gone and we're over halfway already. Um, and it's just amazing to think how quickly time flies when you're having fun, right? Um, well, it's exciting that you're all here and you're all joining in with us. Uh, throughout this season. So let's begin in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Dear Lord, thank you for continuing to invite us on this journey. Help to fulfill our hearts. Help to give us strength so that we can be the light of the world. Please pray for our families so that we may become stronger during this time to have a closer connection with one another and support one another during this difficult time. Please pray for our neighbors and family who are extended, who we may not be able to see every day, but help us to connect with them in new and different ways than we did before. Help them to know that you are near and are always with us. Dear Lord, pr please protect those who are on the front lines, especially our healthcare providers and medical staff. Give them the strength that they need to continue on, despite all of the, the adversity that they're facing. Help all, all of those others on the front lines, such as grocery store workers or retailers who are not able to leave their jobs. And help them to know that they're providing critical services, truck drivers, those transportation folks, uh, anyone who is providing services that we desperately need in our communities right now. And especially be with those decision makers who are making very tough decisions that are impacting all of our lives so that hopefully they can, uh, we can all stay healthy and not necessarily have this outbreak as bad as it was in Italy. Dear Lord, I pray that you grant us health and safety and well-being, but also help us to develop that hope and trust in you that all is going to be okay. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit, amen. All right, everyone. We are on Sunday, and Sunday, I hope this day that you will continue to keep it holy. I hope you will find a way to connect with Mass. While it is nice and beneficial to have this community that we have, it's also very important that we get back to church, even though that doesn't look like it used to be. Um, but let's get back to church. There are so many ways that there are streaming masses and church services live today. Choose any one of them, whether it's something local or something large, find something, and I hope that it will speak to you. Also, on this day, consider how you might be able to pray more deeply. Shut off the outside world, maybe go take a walk, maybe find a quiet place in your house away from others and pray deeply about uh, helping you and others to get through this difficult time. Also, 
reflect on your confessions today. So another way to keep Sunday holy is to reflect on those confessions that you need to make. Maybe we haven't always been um, the, the best people that we could be. We know we've made some bad decisions, got, gotten upset with our kids or spouses um, because we're going on, what, day seven of being together every day. Um, maybe you need to ask for forgiveness or confess your sins. Also forgive others. If somebody has um, betrayed you in, in any way or treated you unkindly, maybe your kids have been yelling at you. <laughs> um, think about how you could uh, forgive them as well as forgiving yourself. Set aside work today. Try whatever you can to not work. Um, to, to keep this Sabbath holy, we must set aside that extra work and just reconnect as a family uh, unit. Maybe call others uh, who are in your extended family or friends, reconnect with them and let them know that you're thinking of them, especially those who live on their own who may start to feel isolated during this time. Figure out ways that you can connect with them uh, and, a su and Sunday is a great time to do that. And most of all, focus on your family. Without the presence of our family and that stronghold of our family, it becomes very difficult for us to serve others. So help strengthen your family. Help your children and your spouse to know that you are there for them uh, and that you're in this together and that together we will rise stronger. So when you come together, that hopefully will help us become stronger in the end so that when we go back to living our daily lives, we feel like we have that tight-knit community of our family and we have that base to help grow from. So keep the Sabbath holy today and do those things to help, to help refocus your mind. And all of us, if we all do this, we can help to change our world during this difficult time. So now I want to talk about each of the readings today. I think each of them kind of spoke to me in a little bit different way. Um, and so in the first reading, it says, Not as man see, sees, does God see. Man looks at appearance, but the Lord looks at the heart. So think about that. Man sees things that you and I see. We see the physical things. But God sees man... man oh. God looks at what's in the heart. So it's not the external things, but it's what's deep inside you that, that God is trying to pull out. That's what he sees and that's what he wants you to share. Sometime because we've kind of built up these walls or um, these boundaries saying, uh, I won't be that person or I won't let myself get soft, if you will. Well, God is calling us to live more like him and he sees the potential in us. So listen to your heart. Then in the responsorial Psalms, this is one I absolutely love reading. The Lord is my shepherd. There is nothing I shall want. So how many times are we tempted by material possessions and things that um, our society tells us to need, that we need? But think about that. How can we say the Lord is our shepherd? Let's follow him. There's nothing else that we shall want. So if we listen to God's guidance and direction, we push out those other, um, other things that are kind of tempting in our lives and things that we think we want or need, but know that the only thing we truly need is God's love. In the second reading then, the, the point I pulled out was, you were once darkness, but now you are light in the Lord. Live as children of the light. 
How many of you started this journey in kind of a dark place? Maybe not knowing what your calling was, not knowing how God was speaking to you, or maybe you were in a very difficult time. I know that there are many, many, many people who have lost loved ones very dear to them. And it's been very difficult, I am I am sure. I've been in those places before when you lose a loved one and you tend to want to um, turn on God. But right now we're being called to be the light of the world. That doesn't mean that your light will be the biggest flame that you can possibly imagine, but maybe your light that is very dim and very little, kind of like a birthday candle, maybe it's, it's very small, be that light. Because that light for someone else whose light might have been extinguished, you're the light for them. And when their light becomes lit, together you become stronger or brighter. And especially if you, if you put those candle lights together, they become even, even larger. And think about as you feed that fire, it begins to grow. And when you're living in the light and it's showing through you and your actions every single day, then um, together we can light a fire that lights our entire world. So it also says, I am the light of the world, says the Lord. Whoever follows me will have the light of life. So we may not realize that the light of life is what can be there to guide us, guide us through. And we kind of focus on that light, focus on that candle and, and reach for that. But oftentimes we are being the light. If we let God uh, within us and, and enter our hearts, we can be that light. He's using us to help light the world for others in the darkness. And so there are many, many people who don't believe in God, who are disconnected completely with faith um, and have no even knowledge of God. So as we rise up together stronger during this difficult time, they're going to be looking to us to light the world. There's so much negativity right now. So be the light that somebody needs to see to, to keep going, um, to know that in this darkness, in this period of darkness, that we are called to keep going. So then let's talk about the parable of the blind man. So the blind man here, um, when we first start hearing of it in the gospel reading, the parents are very upset. So as Jesus comes, the, the parents really just start jumping on him right away, saying, why does my son deserve this? He doesn't deserve this. He's, he's been this way, and, and why is he um, dealt this deck of cards? Why does he have to deal with this? And Jesus answered, uh, neither. And he didn't say anything to them. He didn't answer their questions when they kept wondering why, why, why. He simply spat on the ground, created a mud mixture, and smeared it on, on the man's eyes. He could then see. And the first words out of his mouth said, I once was lost, but now I'm found. I was blind, but now I, I see. So God is saying to us, he has come into the world, not, not so that those who see might see, but those who are blind may now see. So those who see may become blind. He is coming into the world so that those are blind. How many times do you feel like you don't really know? You can't really see. You simply have to have faith that all will be okay. Well, that is very true here as well. So with the blind man, he could now see, and they saw one of Jesus's great miracles performed right before their eyes. But he wasn't coming to help that blind man see. 
It was to help his parents, friends, family to trust and see that he was the true Messiah and he was coming to save the world. And so to help them have faith and trust that all will be okay. So the Pharisees said, surely we are not blind, are we? So after they saw this happen, they wondered, huh, maybe we're the blind ones. Maybe it's not the blind man who is actually blind, even though, though now he can see. The parable comes in the fact that those who didn't believe now believed because they saw, but they hadn't truly seen within their heart or trusted in their faith that, that all would be okay. So Jesus said, if you were blind, you would have no sin. But now you are saying, we see, so your sins uh, so your sin remains. So with that, what's being shared there is if we recognize our sins, if we recognize that we don't have everything we need, if we um, let ourselves trust in God that and, and admit to God that we don't have everything that we need, we need his guidance and help. He will grant us sight to be able to see deeper into his faith or into his love towards us and his unconditional love that is there at all times. So if you feel like you're the one who is blind and, and don't know the direction to go, don't know what you're being called to do, admit that to God. Admit that to yourself and know that that's okay because that's what we're being called to do. We are being called to come out of that blindness and trust in God that he will allow us to see the true light of the world, not necessarily the things we want to see as man. We go back to that first reading. Not as man see, sees, does God see. Man looks at appearance. Man, you and I, judge that we see everything out in this world as it is, but God sees something much greater. So allow ourselves to come out of that blindness when we reach to God, because he will grant us the light of the world and, sh and show us the way. So the last thing I want to do today, as I do on most Sundays, is to reflect on the other things that we talked about this week. How can we pull all of those things together and reflect on um, all of the, the journey that we have taken just this week? And we've really covered a lot of ground. Imagine just a week ago, while they were saying, oh, maybe if you're sick, stay home from, from church or mass. Now today, no one is going to church or mass. Um, and so I invite you to consider how um, we have evolved through, through this time. But I hope that you're finding peace and comfort and knowing that God is still with you on this journey. And hopefully you're feeling that he's coming even closer to you. So on Monday, we talked about friendships and the importance of keeping our friendships, reaching out to one another and helping one another grow in their faith and believe in one another. How can we be friends to those who we may not be as connected with? How can we develop those friendships and show God's love to each one of them? And then we talk about forgiveness on Tuesday. And the question of how many times should we forgive? Not seven, but 77 times, or so many times that you quit counting. Because when we count and we keep track of how many times somebody has betrayed us, that is, is not what God's calling us to do. God is calling us to forgive one another, to forgive our friends as we forgive ourselves, and to grow in that faith and trust that God will help us through that. 
On Wednesday, we learn about God's plan. And God's plan is, and he has so many plans for us. It's simply us to up, up to us to listen to the call. So are we opening our hearts and minds to listen to God's calling, to listen to what he wants us to do with our lives? On Thursday, we talk about doubt and how faith and doubt go hand in hand. If we had everything handed to us on a silver platter and we had all the answers, what is the need for faith? What is the need for having a faith and trust in God? But when we have doubts, doubts are okay and doubts are natural. But when doubts lead us to a place of greater faith and trust in God, that is a good place to be in. But if we have doubts simply to prove our own, um, our own thoughts and our own feelings that we have, that's not a good place of doubt. So if doubt can lead us to a faith and trust in God, that is a perfect normal and natural um, experience to have. So then on Friday, we heard, love the Lord your God and love your neighbor as yourself. So God has this plan for us, but God is saying, do the simplest of these things. Just simply love me and love those around you and love those who you may not even know. Love is the centermost point of everything, and that's what he's calling us to do today. But to love one another, we must forgive one another. To love ourselves, we must allow ourselves to confess our sins and forgive ourselves and know that God has already forgiven us. And then yesterday, we look at the Pharisee versus the tax collector. Both were coming to the temple. Both were coming to confess their sins. But the Pharisee felt that he was righteous and he had done all these things and he even pointed out that he was so much better than the tax collector. However, the Lord said to the tax collector, who couldn't even look towards heaven, who couldn't even name his, his sins, he simply said, Lord, I am here. Do with me as you will. Um, and so as he said that, God said, this is who I exist for. I exist for those who don't have that strong trust in God. And I am helping him or her to become better, to help. They have come and they have confessed their sins. I am going to open up their heart. Maybe you should do the same, he says to the Pharisee. Maybe you should learn from this and to know that even though you think you're righteous, that's not what I'm here for. I'm here to help those who have little or no faith. Um, but are willing to show up. I'm, I'm here to help them grow in their faith and strength. So know that God is here with us every single day. We may not know what that look, looks like. It may be hard to understand that, but know that this is what God is calling you to do, to come closer to him and to be like that blind man. I once was blind, but now I see. I was, and I was lost, but now I'm found. Help to integrate that faith and trust in your daily life. And especially today, let us keep it holy. So as we close today, in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit, amen. Dear Lord, thank you for, uh, for wanting to come into our hearts. Thank you for being here to guide us on this journey, to help us to move doubt into a positive direction of faith. Help us to love our neighbors as ourselves and help us to trust in you that all will be okay. Dear Lord, we pray that you protect every one of us across our community, across our state, country, and even our world. Help us to pull together stronger 
and to trust that you have a greater plan in all of this. Help us to listen to your calling. Help us to love our neighbors. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit, amen. Thank you, everyone. I wish you a wonderful weekend. Um, enjoy this peaceful time and, and think back to some of those ways that I shared that you can keep today holy. I know I'm going to do my best to do the same. Uh, it's never easy, but we're being called to do that today, to recenter and refocus on our families. Thanks, everyone. Enjoy your day. For I know the plans I have for you, declares the Lord, plans for wholeness and not for evil, to give you a future full of hope. Jeremiah chapter 29, verse 11. Thank you for joining us on the Emerge podcast. We hope you enjoyed the journey and are prepared to emerge strengthened.